produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response to you. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. Well, I can ask one of you, while the other one's slowly working their way back, how's it going? It's good. It's busy, but it's good. It is busy. And, and there's the other one has returned back from paying the water bill. I'm sorry. I can make it through a three-hour movie, but... <laughs> but a 45-minute <laughs> pre-show. <laughs> I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Well, I was going to say, I asked the question, how you guys doing? Fair to Midland, which beats null and void. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I am ready to spoil the crap out of Endgame. Won't do it yet, though. No, you're going to have to wait. But I do have to introduce someone. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Thursday, a virtual artificial intelligence, and I am here to assist you in a variety of tasks as best I can. Thursday is... We kind of put her through her paces a little bit last week. We beta tested her. She is. did. We did. There's some sass there. I have indeed uh, been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. Kylan, we're blaming you for last week's sass. Uh, I, I didn't do anything. Well, sure. That's what you say now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did she? Did, did, did so? She's no no longer like starting the doomsday countdown protocol. The doomsday do, doomsday protocol countdown. None like that. Thank you for so pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. You had to say it. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> That's humor. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so the, the, uh, um, does she does she have all the other functions that the other program had? Like, you know, are we able to build stuff or or what? We're working on that. Okay. All right. Cool. But hey, Tony could have his Friday. We have we Thursday. Have Thursday. We have Thursday. I'm good with Thursday. Thursday can help me with upgrades to the Hellabus and 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 the uh, Hellabago. So there you go. You're not authorized to access this area. Uh, she saw what you did last time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, oh my, that's wow. Okay, uh, this this is what happens when I'm away from the 
from from the layer. That's all right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Still I plenty miss- of time to save the day. Oh, well, I think that's her way of saying we should get on with it. Yeah. Well, um, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Go down the side. You have our affiliates, Loot Crate, Ripped Apparel, Redbubble, um, superhero stuff. Check out our web store where, yes, you could get your brand new Spider-Man baseball jersey. Which looks sweet. You can still get your you can still get your Spider Man hockey jersey, which is going to come down shortly after the movie comes out. Because I think I'm going to leave the hockey jerseys with just the traditional and non traditional looks. So our comic our comic jersey and our traditional jersey, uh, and anything else themed is going to stay in the baseball realm, just because it'll be easier for people to deal with. Yeah. And I'll admit, I kind of like in the baseball jerseys as well. Uh, Wookie Radio, we're working on Mandalorian-themed jerseys based on ah. Mandalorian armor nice. in, in show colors. So um, so check that out. Also, too, check out foundme, F-O-U-N-D-M-I dot com for your great Bluetooth trackers for your devices, for your phone, or your keys. Um, we love ours. I recommend them to anyone. Also, too, uh, check out Heroes and Villains. They've got Hellfire Club stuff. Some t-shirts, I think a pin and a hat for Hellfire Club. So get that ready, because yes, that's Marvel, folks. Because we see it a little bit in what, X-Men First Class with the Hellfire Club. So, uh, and with Dark Phoenix coming, she was a part of the Hellfire Club as well. Yep. For a short time. So check that out. Uh, use the code for both of them. Field Agent all one word or field agent all one word for 15% off your first purchase so we've all seen Endgame we'll get to why we're not talking to, about Endgame this week here in a bit but I'm going to say I'm going back with the fam my daughter has disowned me she says I'm dead to her because I went and saw it without her you were taking one for the team, dude. Kylan was the first of us to see it. Yeah, which is why he, he was wasn't on the show last week. Yeah. So, and I had seen it over the weekend. So, dude, y- you were holding up production there. Yeah. But do 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 Kylan and I need to have a sit down with 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 the little lady and and just like no. offer her a pony? No, because I've redeemed our, myself. We're seeing it. We're seeing it this weekend at a Regal Cinemas with 4DX. Ooh. Are you guys familiar with 4DX? And uh, we're seeing- let's pretend we're not so you can tell everybody who's listening. We we are seeing it courtesy of 4DX as well. And they're saying this is the most enhanced movie they have done in 4DX. So Okay, so explain to people listening who don't know what 4DX is. 4DX, as I want to make sure I get the proper write-up for this. 4DX is, according to Regal Cinemas, 4DX, it's the absolute cinema experience. Be in the movie. 4DX's immersive cinematic experience presents the future of the movie industry. It is widely considered to be the biggest innovation in cinematic technology to date. Um, So, basically... all right, let me find the actual company's website as well. Okay. Uh, there we go. I mean, you yeah, explained so- it to me pretty well, but it, it I don't know that the way you explained it to me is the way you should explain it to everybody else. Basically, 
with this movie or with 4DX what it is uh, uh, is this going to be the answer I want probably not um, basically, this is from their website. Movies are no longer confined to the screen as 4DX draws you into the movie as if you're living inside its world. It is the, they provide the largest number of multi-sensory signature effects. With 21 different kinds of signature effects, 4DX creates the most outstanding environment in movies. Now, if you've been to Universal and you've seen Shrek 4D, it is essentially... I I almost want to say Shrek 4D might have been a prototype or the inspiration to take this even further. Uh, if you've been to the Disney parks and you go to, like, it's uh, tough to be a bug, mm-hmm. I would yeah. almost say that's 3DX. What's the difference? The chairs don't move in tough to be a bug. They do in Shrek. So you're going to get scent sprayed at you. You're going to get water sprayed at you. Your seat's going to move. Your seat's going to rumble. So basically, it's every possible way to give you the sense of being immersed in the movie. If if a grasshopper farts, you're going to smell it. (laughs) Pretty much. It's going to be intense. Um, I don't know if it's going to end up being a distraction or really help even more. Uh, looking looking at their thing, they talk about the seats. The seats are grouped in a in a group of four, so you have a, okay. a collection of four seats that operate together plus right. your plus your rows. Um, the effects are roll, sway and twist, pitch, heave, back shaker, bottom shaker, back tickler, bottom tickler, face air, air shots, water, rain, scents, warm air. Wind, snow, lightning, rainstorm, fog, bubbles. So, say so to to put this in layman's terms. Say you're in one of these seats, mm-hmm. and there's an explosion on screen. You're gonna get you're the, gonna get a blast of hot air. You're gonna get the face air. You're gonna get right? the scent of the explosion. You're gonna get the back shaker, the bottom shaker, and the seats are gonna move around to, I guess, simulate the fact that the the earth is the ground is shaking because cause of that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, I don't know. Now they've got different theaters. Like there's a Prime where they project the movie on the sides of the screen as well or on the sides of the wall as well. Okay. So it's kind of like So if you're in a car chase, you're seeing buildings go past you. So it's kind of like an IMAX dome with a motion attraction yeah, built in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh then there's Pro, um and then just the st- 40x standard and economy. Uh, I know we're in at least a standard or above. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what. So basically, if you were wanting, and, and I'm beginning to sound like commercial, basically, nope. if you are wanting the ultimate theater-going experience, this is what you go for. Yeah. Because this is this is kind of like what Walt Disney wanted to do with Fantasia. Yeah, yeah. Because he, want, he wanted the theater owners to go around during different parts of the movie with scent guns and kind of like, you know, spray scents in the air yeah. and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I really hate the fact that there is no 4DX available in my area. Oh, yeah. yeah here, because here. I would I would love to do this. And even though I can't benefit from this, 4DX, y'all, if y'all are listening, thank y'all for hooking Mike up with this, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be incredible. Now, here here's the thing. Tickets are before tax. Oh, let me throw it in with tax. One ticket is 26.19. I think that's worth it. I have yeah. I have four tickets. Okay. Now, normally, would I pay this? Right now, I would say no. Well, this let me, is let not me, something. Let me see what happens after this experience. This is not something that I would go into, say, if Dumb and Dumber 3 was playing. No. Exactly. But would, no. I, would I consider going back by myself to go see, say, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, if it's available in this, after I've seen it with the family once? Yes. I would consider that big time. I would love to see Empire Strikes Back in this. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the asteroid chase scene in uh, 40X? Could, no. Could you imagine the scene in the Rebel base when the AT-ATs start up? Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden, you, your seat just barely starts. Okay. Look, Every time you hear the thoom. As much as as much as we love Star Wars and as much as we love Marvel, how about the first Jurassic Park movie? True. The scene with the glass of water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be that would be a perfect movie for this. I would even say Jurassic World would be a great movie for this too. I love Jurassic World. Any any of the Jurassic movies except for the middle two of each franchise or each trilogy. Okay. Because we know there's another trilogy coming. Yeah. Right, there's a third film. Uh, I'm trying to think what other film I would want to see this in this. Mad Max? Eh, if it's the original maybe. Mel Gibson, maybe. Oh, no. Fury Road might be interesting. Yeah, Fury Road was, uh, especially, especially like... Uh, the the scene where the uh, we first see the other gang and the guys is playing the guitar with the flamethrower at the end. Just saying, the first Transformers movie. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't impressed with the first Transformers. A lot of effects you don't see. Well, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think where the rumble and the pitch and the the different the wind blasts and stuff like that. Terminator Two. Independence Day. Independence you nailed, Day. You win, you win. Independence Day. Yeah. Top Gun. Top Gun. No, not so much. Um, I'm trying to think. This is going to sound weird. This is going to sound weird. Cars. <laughs> yeah, no. Apollo 13. Mm, not so much. Saving Private Ryan. There you go. That whole beach sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the final sequence. Oh, so anyway. Okay, 40X, so <laughs> folks, I hope that you're listening because we just gave you tons of ideas. Uh, I'm going to be sending them a copy of this issue. <laughs> so Excellent. Um, and we will be discussing the 40X experience next week on the show, uh, in which case I will know which type of theater this is when we get there. If all of a sudden I'm seeing things on the side of us, then I know we're in a prime theater. Uh, if yeah. not, I will be asking, are we in pro or are we in pro or, or standard? Right. Um, Sounds like even the standard would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm getting excited for this. And but to start off, uh, news that kind of broke yesterday as I walked out of the theater. Ghost Rider and Damien Hellstorm, Hellstrom is headed to Hulu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, 
So while Netflix shows may be dead, Marvel TV is back returning with a vengeance courtesy of Hulu. Yeah. Uh, the streaming service just ordered two full live action series starring Damien Hellstrom and Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. It has been confirmed Gabriel Luna, who I would love to get on the show, will return as the spirit of vengeance. However, mm. some insiders are saying that this Ghost Rider will be in no way connected to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. Whatever that pertains to in the big picture doesn't make much sense, but it's exciting to have Luna back regardless. Okay. So, could it be it takes place after, or does it take place from the time he becomes Ghost Rider, and then maybe when they decide to end the show, kind of headed towards the direction of tying it in with S.H.I.E.L.D.? You know, I would like to see how he became Ghost Rider. Right. I think this would, I think that would be a great season one. Yep. And... I have heard the rumors that, uh, well, this is Netflix. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I think when they get ready to end the, the series, if they decide, oh, you know what? We're not going to do a, se- a second season. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it could just say at the end of season one, that's when he basically is right before his intro into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season two can pick up after. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may. It's like you get the chapter before and the chapter after. Right. Now, with the chapter after, after, do you tie in any of, I know they say there's no way connected to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline, but could could you still tie in some of Coulson's memories briefly that he's having to shake out? I think you and could still, reference it. And still not be associated with the S.H.I.E.L.D. timeline? You could reference it. I mean, she, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. referenced the Battle of New York, but yeah. nobody was there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, basically, it's kind of like how hashtag everything is connected, but not really. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. will reference the other movies, but they won't directly tie into them. But but you say that, and yet I heard there's a tie-in of the shows with Endgame, and we'll talk about more of that next week, because I didn't see it, personally. I didn't either, but I it, there could be a lot that we missed during the first viewing. Yeah. And this is a movie that is going to require multiple viewings. Yeah. Now, for the for the uninitiated or those who don't know, which includes myself, uh, Damien Hellstrom. Yes, folks, I am a Marvel fan. I am not a Marvel expert. I don't think any of us here are Marvel experts. But our knowledge is, has vastly grown over the almost six years we've been doing this show. Yeah, it has. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm familiar with Damon, Damon Hellstrom, though, because I yeah. had a buddy that I went to church with who used to read Son of Satan all the time. Hey, which that's exactly who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, later retconned to be a different demonic entity, uh, like Ghost Rider, Hellstrom's stories are heavily centered on mysticism and magic. Mm-hmm. The official press release describes Hellstrom as a show revolving around Damien and Anna Hellstrom, the son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful sil- serial killer. The siblings have a complicated dynamic as they track down the terrorizing worst of humanity, each with their attitude and skills. Uh, Both shows are being produced by uh, Jeff Loeb, uh, Justified producer Ingrid Escobar. 
Cajada, um, which will produce Ghost Rider, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s Paul Zabeski will produce Hellstrom. This will be another major venture into Hulu as several animated features surrounding characters like Modoc and Hitmonkey and Howard the Duck, thank you very much, um, have all recently been announced on top of the streaming services Marvel's hit Runaways, which I need to watch. Now that I have Hulu, I need to watch season two. Uh, all in all, it's this is great news. And um, just like the people who we got the story from over at MCU Exchange, uh, I hope they pull it off as well. Now, I did have somebody on Facebook go, why Hulu, not Disney Plus? Uh, and I told them, tune into the episode. We'll discuss why. And here's my reason why. This is going to be too dark to throw onto Disney Plus. Exactly. This yeah. is too, well, especially with Hellstrom, it is too far into the it's not religious wrong that this is the best way for them to do this without getting backlash. Okay. We have seen this kind of, it, we've seen this kind of tactic before mm-hmm. because Disney owned, uh, it owns Touchstone. Yep. It used to own Miramax. Yep. Mm-hmm. Owned Hollywood Pictures. Yep. But this is something that they could have under their umbrella, but not have the squeaky clean Disney name attached to it. And see, right. and I think this is where it's going to fit with now the Fox purchase, giving us 60% of Hulu. And yep. now, uh, I guess AT&T sold back to Hulu, they're 10%. And Disney's going after, con- is offering to buy a Comcast's um, percentage, giving Disney 90% of Hulu. See, this is this is perfect. This is where so, you shuffle off the stuff that's too too edgy, too adult for Disney Plus. Right. Mm-hmm. This I is, mean, this is where you're going to put Aliens. Mm-hmm. This is where you're going to put Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're not going to put Rocky Horror Picture Show on Disney Plus. Oh, you're heck not going no. to put the Aliens movies on on there. No, but Fox is also going to be that franchise that we want the edgier stuff. You you want that Maleficent movie or that Ursula movie that is close to a Aliens type vibe. Fox is going to be the perfect venue for that. Right. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of surprised at the 30th anniversary of Disney Hollywood Studios. It didn't get renamed to Disney Fox Studios, which I had someone react back. Oh, thank God. No. Why? It's why? perfect. It used to be Disney MGM Studios, and we had yep. nothing to do with MGM. We right. just partnered with them to keep their fr- the franchise name alive, so to speak. Now- and also to get hold of some stuff. Yeah. There you go. Now, um, my uh, uh, Eric, I think Eric will be able to help me with this. Now, doesn't Damon end up marrying? Uh, oh God, uh, Hellcat, Hellcat, Patsy Walker, Patsy Walker. Like, yeah, they get married because he ends up doing some kind of spell on her that gives her. Now, okay, so in the last season of Jessica Jones, you kind of see why she has enhanced abilities, but in the comics, Damon did some kind of spell that gave her. Uh, uh, they gave her enhanced abilities as well. Now, now, mind you, as in most comic book marriages, it, there were issues. You know, we won't get into that. So, I don't know if we if we're gonna see uh, if we would ever see Patsy show up on this show. I don't know because that she's starting off being a Netflix character. 
Right. I don't know if they could bring her over. That would be nice. Not yet, but the show's been canceled, even though they still got released the third season. Right. Who's to say by the end of season two of Hellstrom, if it gets that far, Patsy's not introduced over there? Yes, well, surely. That's, that's possible. That could happen, I guess. All they got to do is get to two. Yeah. They introduce her at the tail end, which is, if they time it right, it could be at the end of the... End of the hiatus? Or end of the hi- end of the... Of the, the uh, fourth- or the agreement, yeah. right. the the non compete for an then throw and, and then throw it in. I and mean, here's another thing that makes this it, it makes the uh, the timing of this announcement and the pairing up of the announcement uh, interesting for me. Uh, Damien Hellstrom was first introduced in a Ghost Rider title. Ah, well, there you go. He first appeared in Ghost Rider number one in 1973. Oh. Okay. Well, there's nothing that says they can't introduce him near the end or at some point in in, uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. As well. I'm thinking if they're announcing this together, I'm thinking there's going to be a crossover. You know, I'm going to call it right now. I'm calling it right now. You know what we're going to get. You know what we're going to get, don't you? Marvel Knights. Midnight Sun. Midnight Suns. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get. I'm calling it right now. I I think I think at this point, Disney is like, we can do what we want. Let's do a Moon Knight series. Let's just do Moon Knight. Well, I'm hearing rumblings now. They want to put Moon Knight on big screen. I Ooh. thought the root. No, the writers from Endgame want to do a Moon Knight. You know, I, I love that. That would be the way to do it, though. Moon. I think Moon Knight needs to be on the big screen, not not on streaming. Well, it, it, here's here's my only concern. Now, I love Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. My only concern is, and I and I don't doubt that in the right hands, this can happen. That people that people don't look at Moon Knight as just a Batman knockoff. I mean, he's obviously not. He has other stuff going on, right. you know. So that would be my only concern. But I, you know what? In the right hands, I'll, I'll put to you like this: Disney made us root for a gun-toting raccoon. If they can make you do that, then you know what? I, what am I worried about? There you go. Yeah. Who eats trash? By the yeah. way. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I've got there. I mean, that news broke, and it, it's been it's been ex- I think so far accepted very well. But I think the the catch is people are going, but why Hulu? And you know what? This is I now. Do you think that we're going to get a situation where they're going to bundle? Like you're going to get a discount if you bundle Hulu, and um. And Disney Plus, because I'm pretty much at this point now where my wife and I have been talking about, and I think we are going to go ahead. And well, we're, we 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 have to get Hulu now because we love the live action series. We do. Why selection? Thank you, Thursday. <laughs> um, I mean, we 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 did Hulu because there were some shows there that um, we watched. Plus, it's a hair cheaper than. I mean, yeah, we have only one screen, but in this household, I I've done a test to see what happened. I run it on two screens with no issue. Okay, and and we're paying for the one that's got the the limited ads. 
you know, the, was it the seven ninety nine? And I'm okay with the limited ads. No big deal. Um, my, I, I'm not happy about Netflix raising their prices, but I understand they're doing it to get as much money as they can before Disney Plus comes out. Um, I think a bundle would be great, especially if Disney owns 90%, because they're already offering now with Disney Plus $6.99 a month or $69.99 for a year, which comes out to like $5.84 a month. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay for the year up front. Not a problem. Thank you very much. Um, if they turned around and said, okay, 100 bucks, 110 bucks, and you get Hulu and Disney Plus, done, sold, take my money. Right. And who knows, maybe that's what they're gearing up for. Maybe. So that that's the that's the only thing I can think of is that's what they're slowly gearing up for. Well, you know what? we It's, it's going to be interesting because I, I get the feeling that we're going to see a lot more news about coming series coming through the uh the summer months especially yeah so um well speaking of shield and the stuff not being tied in with shield we are a week away from season six starting up oh man i it's been such a long wait it's worked it though but we have so uh so yeah we are a week away from season six of agents of shield this is pretty awesome for a show that we thought wasn't going to make it past the first season. That being said, uh, we got the official season six trailer dropped uh, a couple days ago, and there's a lot in it. Um, now, we just remembered that at the end of last season, we said goodbye to Phil Coulson. Now, then the season ended just before just before the snap happened, because yeah, I think as the show ended, there were. You, there was reports of things going on in New York, uh, but that's all we got. Uh, right. the, the only thing that we know for sure is that there's a one-year time jump so, uh, from from last season to now. Uh, does that mean that what we're going to get is the uh, results, the result of the snap? Um, are we going to see uh, Shield in disarray? I honestly like if you just you is. You're going. You need. You're going to have to look at this trailer because this trailer actually bears several viewings. Um, there is some space travel. There is some hinting of uh, some time travel, maybe, or some time issues. Uh, we also see someone, a being that looks like Phil Coulson, but it's not Phil Coulson. Um, and apparently he's traveled the universe conquering worlds. Um, he's sort of like Phil Coulson. He almost looks like a Mad Max version of Phil Coulson. It's pretty much the only way I can describe it. Oh, uh, he looks awesome. He does. Like, like, I, and I don't know, Clark Gregg looked like he might have bulked up a little bit. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, this is not Phil. Okay, so just just making that clear right now, Phil is definitely gone. Um, what does that mean for the rest of this season? Uh, I don't know. Like honestly, I don't know if what we're going to get is this whole thing is going to be taking place a year after, or if it's just going to be one episode. Uh, because there are other things that may be tied into events that happen in Endgame, and that actually bears discussion for next week. I have some theories. Um, but it looks like um, we have most of the team back, at least from what we see. 
uh, Yo-Yo. Uh, she's she has her cybernetic arm. She is uh, she's there in fighting shape. Uh, we have Quake. Um, we also have we also have um, Al back as the director. So no Mac, he's back and. I didn't mean to rhyme. I really did. <laughs> I look at old Mikey is back. <laughs> yeah. So, and now I have to admit, I, I'm it's, I'm having a, a a a little weird thing now because I've been currently reading uh, the '90s series Nick uh, Nick Fury Agents of Shield Agent of Shield, and Al McKenzie is uh, Al McKenzie was actually introduced in Nick Nick Fury versus Shield, and he's completely different from. Mac that we know, but still cool. So, so there's that. But yeah, there's a lot to this. Um, along with the music, the choice of music uh, for this, it's uh, uh, nothing. Nothing really matters, or it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Um, so it really makes me feel like that. Well, by the time this season starts, it's going to be in a dark place, and I don't know. I and it's going to be in a dark place. We have a very powerful big bad, um, and I don't know what his tie is, what what brings him to Earth, or why he even looks like Phil. So I, I, I'm excited about this. Uh, the, the weird thing is they have it slated for Friday night, which is sort of like the death time. But, you know, the thing is they tried to do this to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before. It's all, we already getting another season, so I'm not worried about it coming back. But of all the times to put it, you're going to put it on a Friday in a Friday night time slot during the summer months. But that's okay because fans of the show are very, very faithful fans. So oh, yeah. we've been for this, and we all I like to think that we all were good and ate our Wheaties and made it through Endgame. So we're ready to see how this fits in with everything else. Yeah. I'm thinking with this, S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I, I can't. We're in an alternate timeline. I'm just going think- to leave it at that. Okay. Because anything more than, well, let me go ahead and jump to the next story. <laughs> yeah. Because this explains why we can't talk about it right now. Exactly. Yes. Okay. For those of you who might have been living under a rock for the last, oh, what, seven days, week, something like that? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, there's a little movie called Avengers Endgames come out. Uh, as a matter of fact, it has, uh, let's see, it has surpassed 2012's The Avengers, the first Avengers movie, to become the sixth highest grossing film of all time. Uh, it, the first Avengers movie was the first Marvel Cinematic Universe film to break the billion-dollar milestone when it was released in May of 2012. Now, Endgame eclipsed Marvel's own Black Panther and Avengers Age of Ultron and uh, slid past Universal's Furious 7 and the Avengers to take over the sixth spot. Now, Endgame has taken that spot in just nine days. Yeah. Nine days, and it has ranked up one point six six billion. That's insane. Okay, th- it, which by the end of this weekend, it will have surpassed uh, Jurassic World for fifth place. The fourth place movie is Infinity War, which is the fourth highest ra- grossing movie of all time at 
$2.048 billion. Now, that would leave three movies in its way. Star Wars The Force Awakens at $2.06 billion, Titanic at $2.18 billion, and Avatar at $2.78 billion. I want to see how these numbers show up at after this weekend, how, see how bad the drop off is from first weekend to second weekend. Yeah. To see if, it, before I venture an opinion as to whether or not I think it's going to break all that. But uh, even after that, I'll have something else to look forward to over the weekend because the directors, the Russo brothers, uh, they have called the end of the spoiler ban for this coming Monday. Okay. Which is why I'm just going to say I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in an alternate timeline, and I will explain my theories of that next week. But this comes about from uh, where the Russo brothers were on Good Morning America, and they were asked when exactly is the right time to start talking about spoilers in a more public way. Uh, Joe Russo said, quote, I think there has to be at a certain point because uh, part of why we make these movies is for conversation. And I think it's Monday. I think it's Monday. Give people give it two weekends. Not everybody can get out there on the first weekend. But I think if you haven't seen it yet, you should get out there and see it because I think by Monday people are going to be talking about it. Yeah. And really? <sighs> I get that not everybody can go right away. Right. And I get that some people don't want spoilers. But I think that if it's going to take you more than two weeks to see a movie, mm -hmm. it's not fair for you to expect other people not to talk about it. Now, we we have put on us in the past a two-week, and we have said it's a two-week spoiler-free discussion. Yeah. Right. Because there are times, like with where I work, it is hard to arrange to go see a film, especially if it's one that the family wants to see. Right. It is hard to get in there in that two weeks. If it doesn't happen, shame on me. But I tend to be okay a lot of times with, with some spoilers. This is one of those times I told I told my wife, I'm seeing it Wednesday. <laughs> and I went and saw it Wednesday. And she goes, I guess you and did. And you paid the price for that. Oh, yeah. I don't have a daughter anymore because she says I'm dead. But You're well, dead to me, Daddy. She called me a betrayer. But, Man, but, you should have looked dead at her and said, that Sultan vile betrayer to you. I well, was, at least look at you and snap. I, I could at least redeem myself by giving her an experience yeah. to see this in a way that we've never seen it before. There but you go. It's like one part enjoyable. movie, one part through. I like that. Yeah, we're not going to watch yeah. the movie. We're going to be in the movie. Yeah, I'm going to add, my, add myself as uncredited in yeah. on IMDb. <laughs> You'll be right there with John Anderson, friend of the show. Very much so. Which we will get to. We will get to be able to say where he is next week. I was wrong because I I am'd him right after going to see the movie, and I said, "All right, so where were you? This is where I thought I saw you. Mm -hmm. Nope, nope, way off." Oh, I was way off as well because I did the same thing. And then I, and I did ask him, too, about the fifth Marvel movie. He was in Logan, if you remember. That's right. No, I don't remember. We talked yeah, about Yeah, he was in Logan. I, for, I, I forgot what – I don't know – I don't know what character, what role he had, but he, I forgot that he said he was in Logan. Okay, technically that's not Marvel Cinematic Universe, but... But it is a Marvel movie. movie. There you go. 
But yeah, that was that was funny that you asked him too. Yeah, because I thought who I thought it was. He he said nope, and I was pretty much told. You know, again, I was way off, and I told him it's not what I expected. But now that we know where he's at, we can look even closer. Oh, I will be looking even closer on this weekend <laughs> yeah. when we go see it. Yeah, but yeah, back to the back to the issue of spoilers. Now, I have said spoilers do not bother me. I was raised on Disney movies where you knew there was going to be a happy ending. Right. You just didn't know how you were going to get there. Right. And plus, back when the original trilogy came out, the Star Wars trilogy came out, I, I still remember to this day, opening day for Return of the Jedi. I am watching the evening news and the anchor woman looks dead in the camera and says, for those of you wondering, yes, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Leia is his sister, and the Empire has built another Death Star. Now, that person would have been flogged in today's climate. Oh, you mean like the guy overseas who was almost killed for releasing spoilers? Yeah. I, I do have to share this. Was I was walking out when my son and I were walking out of the state of the theater on Friday, uh, not Friday, but Saturday. Uh, there was a line that was formed ready to go into the theater for the very next showing. I couldn't resist it. I had to drop a spoiler as I was walking by. I was I was uh, inspired by a Simpsons gif. Whereas I'm walking by, I just clear my throat and say in a very loud voice, Darth Vader is Luke's father. I didn't say it was a current spoiler. It's just a spoiler. <laughs> okay, speaking of spoilers, when Melissa and I were dating and we went to go, oh, I think we were married at this point. We went to go see Titanic. You hollered the sinks. We're in line discussing. I wonder how they're going to handle the sinking of the ship. Five people walked out of the line and said, gee, thanks. Great. Spoil the movie. Like, history? History? It's like, do you not know that the freaking boat sinks? Yeah, it it, it 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 was it was spoiled like seventy years ago, eighty years ago, whatever. It was spoiled in nineteen fifteen. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it's over a hundred years ago. That thing was spoiled. I, I can't even. So yeah, I under I can understand if it's walking out. Empire Strikes Back and yelling. Vader's Luke's father and getting lynched or the guy getting lynched for spoiling Endgame when he walked out. Okay, well, I don't cool. know. Beat up. That, that's, not, that's, not, that's not cool, but I understand people's reactions about it. But, you know, just know in general, week, week and a half is spoiler-free zone. Yeah. I mean, we will spot you a couple of weeks out of courtesy. We will. Yeah. Some but people won't. Those... I, it, I was seeing stuff on like comicbook.com that that same Friday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, now I did not see any spoiler stuff prior to last week's recording session. Now, now I saw a crap ton the next day. Now when I saw the end game spoiler for the end credit scene where they say the lights come on and this new character called the manager comes in and says get out, I lost it. <laughs> oh wait. Now, that, say that that wasn't an end credit. No, Never. no that wasn't. That actually happened. That was that was a little bit uh <laughs> you didn't get into the 4DX that early no. no and batman dies in this Bat, yeah well oh wait sorry as but what's as Zoe tells me as as my daughter tells me that's dc daddy get it right there you go now on geek watch one like we we completely talked about it, but we gave warning on top of warning on top of warning that we're going to talk about the movie in this 
if you haven't seen it, you know, wait until you've seen it to listen to this episode. You know, so so we we did know just fully talk about it, uh, but we but we gave a ton of warnings beforehand, uh, just so that people knew. You know, well, we're we're giving you folks here on Sorcerer Radio and on the podcast, and, mm-hmm. and, and I just realized we don't mention the fine listeners on Sorcerer Radio enough, or the fact that we're there enough. Um, yeah. Next week we're spoiling the crap out of Endgame, so be be forewarned. Either don't listen to our show next week until you see Endgame, or go see Endgame before you listen to the show. We recommend the latter, and yeah. I will be putting in the title next week in all caps. Spoil title is probably going to be Colson says spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, meet us halfway. If you, if you, we are trying our best not to trigger you too early. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, we're going to give you two weeks, but it's up to it's on you. If you can't get it there in the, in, the, in two weeks, then you're on your own. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Trust me. Like I, I, I was, I was really wanting to write a spoiler-free review for the site. I realized that I couldn't do it because Eric asked me for. A a review in less than ten words. I gave him a review in eight words. And what did you tell me when you walked out of the theater? Who me? Holy crap! I've got to pee. Well, that and that. Well, okay. But besides that, holy crap! I got to pee. You know that eight words. I I completely undersold. Yeah, you undersold it in eight words. I and you were using like O M G best ever. Yes. Eric had asked me to come say it under 10 words, and you know what? I still can't. My, the only thing I can say about in-game in, in 10 words or less, wow. There you go. Did that do it? I less than 10-word review would be best Marvel movie ever. Mm-hmm. That is not to say that it was flawless. There is no flawless movie with the possible exception of Back to the Future. <laughs> what what was was that what was that one commercial where the kid goes infinity times infinity and the guy just goes yeah there you go um that's this film mm-hmm. now mind you coming out of force awakens and going okay who is ray what's the rela- what's her relationship to all this and all the speculation because everyone's going there's got to be a tie just like there was with empire with Who's this other Jedi Yoda's talking about? And we come and find out it's Leia. Everyone should, this takes that 3,000 times beyond. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. And that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, this is one of those discussions been great, um, but it is that time. It's that time again. It is that time again. Here are the All picks right. of the week. Well, thank you. Thank you, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, not Friday. I know. It's almost Friday here. <laughs> Friday Eve, does that count? Well, I guess the question is, does everyone have have their picks? I have detected a ghost file in the database. Uploading it now. That must be Kylan's MU pick. Uh, It it is. Okay. Well, let's start off with our regular picks of the week. And Kylan, you start us off. All right. uh, My first pick of the week is Captain Marvel, number five, brought to us by Kelly Thompson, Carmen Nunez-Carnero, Amanda Connor, and Paul Mounts. The final showdown at last. The battle with Nuclear Man comes to a head. The Cap- Captain Marvel's rebellion forces have launched their final desperate assault for control of the island. 
but Nuclear Man has an ace in the hole, and stopping him will take everything Carol's got. The life of every man, woman, and child on Roosevelt Island rests on Carol's shoulders. She's about to show Nuclear Man why they call her Earth's Mightiest Hero. Okay. Uh, Eric, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Conan the Barbarian number six by Jason Aaron, Mabu Dazrar, and Isad Rebic. Conan signs on for soldiers' work, gold, wine, and warfare, but the barbarian skills will draw him directly into the Crimson Witch's scheme as she drags King Conan to the altar of the death god Razazel. Plus, the next chapter in the all-new Conan novella, Black Starlight. Okay. My first pick of the week. Oh, I got three good ones. Where do I want to start first? I'm going to start with my love. Star Wars Dr. Afro number 32. Uh, Unspeakable Rebel Super Weapon Part 1. A new adventure starts here. Hey, sounds like a great start. Uh, starting point if you want to get into the series and if you do and pick this up weekly i suggest you go back and get the previous trade paperbacks to get yourself caught up uh after a year of close shaves or hey maybe since it's may 4th weekend maybe comicology is going to run a, a deal on star wars comics yeah Don't never know. know uh after a year of close shaves dr shelly afra i get i don't think i ever knew her first name Shelly. Okay. C-H-E-L-L-I. The my knowledge of Hebrew, I'm going to go Shelly Afra, but it's it's probably Shelly Afra. Uh, probably. It's, t- it's taking it easy and lying low, probably hurting Banthas or something. She's smart like that, right? <laughs> no, not really. The galaxy's shadiest archaeologist is back doing what she does best, busting into alien temples to steal horrifying weapons for huge profit. She just can't stop herself. But plenty of other people could. Powerful factions are watching closely. Rebel and Empire, familiar and strange, all calculating where Afra's most useful more useful alive or dead mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things I love about her is she's got that Han Solo Luke Skywalker Indiana Jones feel to her yeah along with being a a backstab backstabbing witch <laughs> I think there's a little bit of Ocean's Eleven in there too yeah yeah it, it's just I want to see her in a movie how cool would it have been if she was in if she was to appear in like a second solo film you know what whatever the second Han Solo film was I'd love to see Ming-Na Wen play Dr. Aphra oh yeah I for the younger Aphra yeah uh, I mean we're not talking about old lady Aphra here for one thing she's not but a few years older than me uh, Ming-Na Wen yeah I thought she was already in her 60s no no I'm under no 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 as a matter of fact she is She's 55. Wow. Now, who I would love to see in a younger Afro role, but I'm not exactly sure her her age. Um, I only know this person because of Zoe watching the show. It's the, the gal who plays um, Mulan's daughter in Descendants, in the Descendants series. Oh, well, you've lost me there because I've know. never heard of it. Well, I can't, I can't find her on here. Um, I, I, I do not see her on here because I'm not, I'm not sure of her age. It's the only thing. Uh... Shoot. Anyway, I will find it as we move on. So, Kylan, back to you. Well, uh, number two is Invaders, number five. Brought by Chip Darsky, Carlos Magno, and Butch Geis. World War Namer. Really, that's all it says. But that's he, <laughs> that, that's pretty much it outside of him, like, you know, 
flying around amongst missiles and leather armor. But that's that. Okay. Then, uh, Eric, your second pick. Okay, my second pick is a number two, uh, War of Realms Journey into Mystery number two by Clint McElroy, Andre Arujo, Valerio Shidi, and David Curiel. The McElroys take Miles Morales and company camping. Looks like Balder and his babysitting team have more than fire goblins and foul diapers to worry about. A marshmallow roasting camp out in the Midwest goes up in flames when deadly shape-shifting aliens make a campfire appearance. But the real danger is barreling down the highway behind them. Ares, the Greek god of war, is hot on baby Larusa's t- Lausa's tail. I was about to say Larusa. That's not right. If Balder the Brave, Wonder Man, Sebastian Druid, Kate Bishop, Miles Morales, and Death Locket are going to stay ahead of him, Kate's going to have to teach one of them to drive. Okay. Well, my second pick of the week is uh, Star Wars Age of the Republic or Age of the Rebellion. I'm sorry. Boba Fett, number one, Uh, the hunter's heart as the implacable bounty hunter who tracked down Han Solo. Boba Fett earned his reputation as one of the greatest villains in the galaxy. What happens when Boba Fett picks up the trail of an actual villain? Find out what kind of heart, if any, beats underneath that Mandalorian armor. And I will say, I've been getting, I have all but the final story of Age of the Republic, and I have almost everything that's come out of Age of the Rebellion, and these are great little one-off stories. They really are. And the actress I'm thinking of for... um, uh, for Dr. Afra, her name is Diane, Diane Doan. Okay. And I will send you guys the link. Okay. I'll let you guys tell me. I, I see Afra and her with no problem at all. Yeah, I can kind of see that. And she's, yeah. and she's 20 and she's 28. Oh. Okay. So age wise, she's perfect. Even though she can play teenager, um, I, I can easily see her as Afra and I would love to see her as Afra. My okay. only other choice is the actress who's playing Mulan in the upcoming Mulan live action movie. Huh. So, uh, Kylan, your final pick of the week. My final pick is Captain America number 10 brought to us by Tanahisi Coates, Adam Kubert, and Alex Ross. Captain of Nothing continues. A prison riot is the best possible cover to break Captain America out of confinement. But what if the Star Spangled Adventure doesn't want to go? Okay. Furious. Yeah. Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Decades Marvel 80s Trade Paperback Awesome Evolutions by Dennis O'Neill, Luke McDonald, and Tom Morgan. Celebrate 80 years of Marvel Comics decade by decade and witness major shakeups for iconic heroes in the awesome 80s. A new generation of creators crafting character-defining runs changed everything. With new faces donning Iron Man's armor and slinging Captain America's shield, bold makeovers were everywhere, including Spider-Man's black costume, Storm, uh, Storm's mohawk, Thor's battle armor, the Hulk's return to gray, and the transformation of original X-Men Angel into Apocalypse's metal-winged Horseman of Death. The sensational She-Hulk joined the Fantastic Four, and Peter Parker faced the biggest life-altering event of all, marriage to Mary Jane Watson. Collecting Iron Man number 170, 
Uncanny X-Men, number 173. Fantastic Four, number 265. Amazing Spider-Man, 252. An annual 21. Incredible Hulk, 324. Thor, 378. Captain America, 333. And X-Factor, number 24. Okay. Yeah, I think we picked a, I picked a one similar to this last week. It was a different thing. Uh, I can't remember what it was. I, I just don't remember. Oh, well. Wouldn't be a week if I didn't pick this up. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 44. Uh, War of the Realms tie-in. The other nine realms have fallen. Earth is under attack. And the only one who can save us is Dorian Green, a.k.a. the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. So that's terrific. We're in great hands and don't need to worry at all. Phew. Or at least we would be if it weren't for the complicating factor of an ancient Asgardian squirrel chaos god who decides she wants to be friends. In this issue, Squirrel Girl and Radosker fight frost giants and their unspoken assumptions about each other. This arc is a War of the Realms tie-in, but is also an awesome standalone story that you don't need to be reading all the other comics to get. So now we're dealing with a second Squirrel squirrel God. What will Ryan North come up with next? <laughs> you know, don't answer, don't ask that. How, how about an Aztec Squirrel God? Don't ask this question. <laughs> I'm going to tweet him. What about because an Aztec? he is going to come up with an answer. I'm going to tweet him. I'm going to tweet him. What about an Aztec squirrel god? See what he says. There's probably a, there's probably a squirrel god for every realm. That's not funny. I'm not even. I'm just not even. Who who knows? Uh, so Kylan, your MU pick. My MU pick is Sable and Fortune, number one from 2006. Silver Sable, Silver Sable is leader of the unstoppable Wild Pack and the world's greatest mercenary. But times change. The pack has gotten so big it no longer resembles the team Sable once led. And when evidence points to a traitor, Sable will stop at nothing until she finds him. Enter a brash young private detective calling himself Dominic Fortune, who is out to make a name in the world of international espionage. Uh, with Sable branded a has-been and Fortune star ascending, they're a match made in heaven. As long as Fortune shuts up and follows Sable's orders. Newcomer Brendan Cahill is joined by British comics legend John Burns of Judge Dredd and the Bendati Vendetta for six issues of intense super spy heroics. They're rebooting Dominic Fortune. They are. Dominic Fortune was not a young man. No, he. Oh yeah, no, no, he wasn't. No, uh, the, this and uh, so they they made him a young guy in this one, and I don't know, may, maybe he's just starting out. Uh, obviously, he is just starting out. Like the books I'd seen him in before, he'd been doing things for a while. You right. know. So one more time, name of this book: Save and Fortune, number one. Although I do I do suggest that you read the entire miniseries, but in this case we're for, focusing on issue number one from okay. 2006. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Any final thoughts? Mm. No. No, I have to save it for next week. Yeah. <laughs> no. No final thoughts that I can that I can share this week. No. Okay. Well, then, on that note, Thursday, if you would, please. Activating security protocol self-destruct sequence. Erasing all data. Uh, guys. Huh? Just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Preparing okay. to power down and begin diagnostics. Then on that note, I'm going to say it's time to go dark. So all I want to say about Endgame is it starts off like this. And then when they did that, and then that, and then when that happened. Oh, you just bought Yeah, but, you know, it's the other thing that really... Yeah. I don't want to see this on your MySpace page.